What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Thrive by Nutrition Podcast. Uh, so excited to be recording this episode for you guys today. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I dropped an episode last week. I had a super, super busy week. Um, actually, I had a presentation that I did for um, sixth and seventh graders where I basically just went in, told them all about being an RD, how to become an RD, um, jobs and careers that you can get while being an RD. Um, what an RD does, things like that. So it was really cool to be able to talk to them about, uh, I guess, this career path because this was something that I honestly didn't even know existed when I was younger. And if I did know it existed when I was at that age, um, I probably would have got into it a lot sooner, but I had no idea. Uh, so it was really cool to be able to talk to them and just give that information to them at an early stage. Like, yes, they're very young. They're um, what, 11 and 12 years old, I believe, sixth and seventh grade, maybe 13. Um, so they have, you know, a few years ahead of them before they even have to really start thinking about what they want to do if they do plan to go to college or if they don't. Um, but, you know, this just plants a few seeds in their head where they can maybe think if it's think if it's something that they want to go into in the future. Um, but today I wanted to talk to you guys all about intermittent fasting. So this is something that has just completely blown up in the media over the past, I would, I don't know, probably the past year or so. Um, it's gotten really popular. Uh, so many people talk about it. So many people talk about it, specifically mostly for fat loss. But now a lot of people think it's some magic anti-aging thing, um, which we'll touch a little bit on about that later on in the episode. Uh, but people are really hyping up. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast episode, you have heard somebody talk about intermittent fasting before. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about it, clear up some misconceptions, talk about, you know, what even is it? How do people implement it? Um, if you should do it, why do people do it? Um, things like that. So number one, what the heck is intermittent fasting? So intermittent fasting is um, basically where you shrink your eating window to a certain period of time throughout the day. Uh, so most people do um, an eight-hour feeding window with a 16-hour fast. So basically, this looks like, say you wake up, um, you don't start eating until 12 p.m., and then you stop eating at 8 p.m. So you have that eight-hour window of where you can eat food, 12 to 8 p.m., and then you don't eat again until 12 p.m. the next day. Or, you know, you can start this feeding window at maybe 10 a.m. and then go until 6 p.m. So um, it doesn't really matter, like, what time of day you start your feeding window. It's still technically intermittent fasting if you are, um, you know, restricting your feeding window. And it doesn't necessarily have to be eight hours. That's just what people typically do. Um, I know some people, they uh, make their feeding window early in the morning. So they might do maybe 10 to 10 to six, like I mentioned, or maybe they even do eight to four. And then um, some people like to do uh, the later feeding window where they're eating from maybe 12 to eight, or maybe even from one to nine, something like that. Um, so why do people even do intermittent fasting? Um, I would say the majority of people that try intermittent fasting do it for fat loss or weight loss, because they think there's something, um, you know, special about restricting your feeding window for um, that period of time. And there's some, you know, magical fat loss that happens when you are fasting for a long period of time, um, which is not true. So obviously when you're fasting, you're not eating. So you aren't eating any calories. 
Um, and your body is obviously still burning calories because you're alive and probably doing things and uh, being productive. Um, so in that feeding window, you are burning, you know, probably more fat than when you are in your, or when you're not in the feeding window, when you're in the fasting period, sorry, you're probably burning more fat than what you do when you're in your feeding window, but that's simply just because you're, you're not eating, you're not storing any calories during that time either. Um, so your calorie burn during that period of time is more than your calories stored essentially. Um, uh, so, you know, what, like, what are some benefits of doing intermittent fasting then if there is no magic behind it? Because what we know is whether you do an intermittent fasting approach where you eat in an eight hour window or a six hour window and you fast for the rest of the time versus if you don't really have a set eating window, you just evenly distribute your meals throughout the day. Um, there's no difference in weight or fat loss if you are eating the same amount of calories and um, I would say protein in that time period. So if your calories and your protein are equivalent and probably five or two, um, all things the same, but the only difference is one person is eating in that small feeding window. Another person has their meal spread out a little larger throughout the day. Um, it's not going to make any difference. So what are some benefits of doing it then? Um, <clears throat> all of these benefits of doing it are just going to come to the, come down to the individual person and their preferences. So, um, one possible benefit of intermittent fasting for somebody is that they can enjoy larger meals. So if you're cutting down your feeding window, um, and you're keeping, you know, your calories the same, that means you have to have larger meals, uh, in that time frame if you're going to, you know, match calories. And some people just feel more full on larger meals. Some people do a lot better with, you know, following whatever their nutrition plan is or their nutrition guidelines are while eating maybe three larger meals per day as opposed to um, five smaller meals per day. They just feel more satisfied. They uh, feel more full after their meals. They don't feel like they get hungry, you know, after just a couple of hours if they um, compared to like if they had a smaller meal. Um, and also a lot of people seem to benefit or not, I, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but the, a lot of people that do benefit from intermittent fasting, um, a lot of times they're really busy throughout the day and a lot of times they just don't have time to eat. So um, just saying they're doing intermittent fasting, putting the pressure off of themselves to feel like they have to eat when they're constantly doing work, um, you know, for eight hours straight per day. Um, that can, that can help with, I guess, their mindset because they don't feel like they have to force themselves to eat. And it just kind of fits into their schedule anyway, because if they're super busy running around and they don't feel like they have time to sit down and actually eat a meal, um, in the middle of the day or in the beginning of the day, then they can just push that meal on later and um, it works perfectly fine for them. Um, and I, I would say a psychological component of intermittent fasting, um, just maybe trying it out for a little bit, not for everybody, but some people might realize that a lot of their hunger comes in waves and a lot of their hunger might just be from that's what their body is used to eating. So our body has this internal clock where if you're used to eating every single day, you know, at 8 a.m., um, it gets used to eating at 8 a.m. and you feel hungry at 8 a.m. Um, regardless of what you had the night before, et cetera. But, you know, if you try intermittent fasting and you do that for a couple of weeks, some people see that they end up not being as hungry around 8 a.m. anymore, you know, if you, put, if you are pushing that feeding window a little later. Uh, so they kind of realize that a lot of their hunger is just from um, 
habitual eating at certain times and maybe not necessarily actual physiological hunger. Um, so that, you know, might be a possible benefit of trying it. Um, but there are some negatives too. So a negative of trying intermittent fasting would be that if you are somebody who actually struggles to eat enough calories, trying to fit in all of those calories in in a short period of time just makes it even harder because then you have to force feed yourself even more than what you might already feel like um, you're doing. There are some people that just really don't have big appetites, um, but they have certain goals. Maybe they want to put on muscle so they have to eat more. Maybe they want to just maintain their weight, um, improve performance, or maybe they want to just um, make sure they're not eating too little um, to where they're you know, negatively hurting their energy levels throughout the day. And if you're somebody who gets full very fast, having that feeding window very, or having a very small feeding window just makes that even harder to get in the nutrients that you need. So um, if you're somebody like that, you're probably better off just sticking with um, a larger feeding window and making those meals a little smaller. Um, another possible downside of this um, is, <clears throat> excuse me, is if you, you know, are working out, um, during a time where you're trying to put your fasting window in. So uh, what we know about working out is we definitely want to have fuel before and after our workout um, if we can, for sure one of the others. So if you aren't eating before your workout, you definitely want to eat after. And if you aren't eating after, um, you definitely want to eat before. But if you are trying to push your fasting window to like 12 p.m., but you work out at 5 a.m. in the morning, um, that's probably not going to be very beneficial for you to retain your muscle mass, retain your strength, um, improve your performance, improve your body composition. Even um, it's just it's just you're gonna, you're going to run into a lot of problems because your performance is going to dip, your recovery is going to dip, um, and you aren't going to see as great body composition changes as you could. So if you really, really, really want to try intermittent fasting because you like um, having just bigger meals and you want to restrict your feeding window, make sure you put your workout somewhere in that feeding window. Um, and um, that's going to, you know, help negate some of the negative effects of working out and not having any food surround, surrounding that. Um, so another potential negative is that if you are somebody who just seems to have blood sugar issues, um, you don't want to be going super long periods of time fasting if you feel like you have low blood sugar pretty often if you go too long. Um, uh, because we definitely don't want you walking around with low blood sugar, feeling lightheaded, maybe passing out, things like that. So that's another potential negative. Um, and another potential negative is just if you are trying to force it on yourself and you it just doesn't come natural. Because like I said, there is no magic benefit for fat loss for intermittent fasting. So there's no reason to do it unless you actually prefer it and um, it fits your lifestyle. Um, so should you try it? Obviously, you probably know my answer. It depends. Um, you you want to look at all of those factors that I mentioned before and um, weigh out the pros and cons with your individual situation, your individual preferences, um, and see what works best for you. If if you're trying to maintain a calorie deficit and that um, that method of structuring your meals in some kind of feeding window just makes it a little easier for you to follow that calorie deficit, then by all means, give it a shot, see how it works, see how you like it. But if um, 
But if it's something that you absolutely hate and no matter what, like you always feel hungry during that fasting window and you're miserable, you're not productive and um, your energy levels are low, then there's no reason to force intermittent fasting into your life. You're not going to get anything um, extraordinary out of it. Um, another benefit that people preach is um, related to anti-aging. It's called autophagy. So um, I'm not going to get deep down into the science on this. But essentially, it's something to where um, when you're fasting for long periods of time, that your body starts to um, kind of recycle old damaged cells, which um, people believe to promote anti-aging. Uh, but this autophagy is shown to kind of exist in just a general calorie deficit anyway, no matter you know if you are actually fasting, if you are um, in just a general calorie deficit, you seem to get that benefit anyway. And um, that benefit, that, that's not to say to just be in a calorie deficit forever to anti-age because um, anything to the extreme um, is gonna have negative consequences and probably will lead to actually um, faster aging if you're always in a calorie deficit. So, um, but those, like I said, those benefits of um, autophagy, anti-aging, like there, there's not that much research behind it anyway. And those benefits are kind of seen in just a small period of general calorie restriction anyway. Um, so don't just do it because Karen from work lost a bunch of weight doing it and you think it's magic because she did. Um, sorry if your name is Karen. That's literally just the first name that popped up in my head. Um, plus I don't even think I know anybody named Karen. Um, but if your name's Karen, I apologize. Anyway, do it because you just simply realize that it might be, you know, a tool in a toolbox, a strategy to use that just makes following a calorie deficit or your nutrition plan easier for you. It's not going to be anything magical. It's not going to get you crazy results that you wouldn't get with other methods if calories and proteins are matched. So, um, just wanted to touch on that. Also, I wanted to bring up one extra point um, in terms of building and retaining muscle. So what we know about building muscle um, and retaining muscle is that we want to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, basically the rebuilding of muscle um, and the creation of muscle tissue and muscle proteins. We want to stimulate that um, every probably like three to four hours with a protein meal. Um, and if you're not intermittent fasting, you could probably do that, you know, four to five to maybe six times per day, depending on how often you're awake. Um, but if you are intermittent fasting, you're probably only, go, only going to be able to do that maybe two to three times. So keep that in mind. As far as the research, um, there doesn't seem to be a huge difference between uh, muscle mass retention and building um, between people who are intermittent fasting versus not. Um, but what we know about physiology is that um, likely if you go down the road long enough, there probably would be a difference and you probably would build and retain a little more muscle mass by not intermittent fasting and by having your meals um, spread out between three to four hours for the whole entire day with a protein feeding at each meal. So that's my last point. Um, hope you guys like this um, pretty quick episode. Wanted to get that out there to you guys. Um, if you guys like the episode and you learned something from it, definitely take a screenshot of it, post it on Instagram, on your Facebook, anywhere, um, on Twitter, 
post it and let people know about it, share it, because I just want to get these messages out and this information out to you guys, because um, it's something that I really, really love to do. So um, that concludes today's episode, and I'll see you guys in the next one.